Welcome back to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your co-host, co-founder of the website, Noah Ziegler, alongside my good buddy, co-host, and co-founder of the website, Adam Conradi. Adam, we're going to talk about girls basketball today in the 859. Uh, I mean, it's 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 similar to how the guys are shaking out. It's just a, a bunch of really good teams that can compete for the regional title. That's how it is in ba- how it is in basketball most of the time in the 859, especially on the girls' side. You got a couple of the dominant schools, but this year, or excuse me, you got a couple of the dominant schools with some really good teams, but this year it just seems all very close together. But uh, Adam, how you doing? Uh, excited for this episode, and I uh, got some other things to talk about, uh, not non girls basketball related as well. But uh, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, just got to Colorado for a ski trip, so I'm recording this out in Denver right now, but. Very excited to watch some high school basketball. Watched a few good games last night. Won the went to OT, but yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we're gonna start off just talking about some of the top teams in the ninth region, uh, or I guess eighth, ninth, and tenth region uh, for girls basketball. And we're gonna start off with the team that is kind of leading the way so far. It's the Cooper Jaguars. They were expected to definitely kind of lead the charge in the ninth region for uh girls basketball obviously they're 15 and 2 5 and 0 in the region and the only losses that they've uh suffered this year uh were to Purcell Marion who has one of the best recruits in the class of 2025 D Alexander uh they lost 55-47 so it, you lose to a team with again one of the best players in the country and then also to the, to the defending uh Kentucky State champs Sacred Heart 52-40 so their two losses have been to teams who are obviously really dang good uh and outside of those games they've beaten connor 62 39 holy cross 70 to 36 and then their closest regional game was against ryle that was 63 58 um but nonetheless the jags uh they've had to go through some battles they've uh, lost key players to injuries but i mean adam they i mean they're led by Whitney Lynn, who averages 16.2 and 7.6, uh, 16.2 points and 7.6 rebounds per game. But uh, obviously the Jags are looking really good. And when you're, when you're beating the, the other good teams by 20 or so points, you're in a good position to potentially run the table in the district. And then obviously the region. Uh, yeah. The Jags have looked really, really good so far this year. I mean, as we record, they're currently playing in the Louisville Invitational Tournament down down in Louisville, obviously. Uh, they're up 36 to 17 on assumption at halftime. So they're putting a beat down on them in Louisville, in their home city. So, yeah. I mean, the defending ninth region champs, the Cooper Jaguars, are looking to go back-to-back. I mean, they returned four of their key players from last year. As you already mentioned, Whitney Lind. Whitney Lind and uh, – Liz and Kay Fryhofer, as well as long as well as uh, Logan Luger's Palmer, all averaging ten, seven to ten points a game respectively after Whitney Lynn. And yeah, I mean they're just a very very well built team with a lot of experience coming back. Uh, the 33rd district is tough this year as it usually is. Ryle's always very good. Abby Holton, UC commit uh, for Ryle. Uh, they did play already in the regular season and. Cooper won that game by five, sixty-three to fifty-eight in Union, in uh, Cooper's part of Union. So that should be a really fun matchup in the thirty-third district championship as well. But also Connor, Connor's a very solid team in the thirty-third district as well. So just like last year, the thirty-third district looks like it's the best district in Northern Kentucky for girls basketball, and 
I mean, I, I, I think Cooper has a real chance to make a state run this year. I, I know they went pretty far last year, but now these girls have all had another year of experience and they're just, as you mentioned, running through teams in Northern Kentucky and they're looking good against, I mean, after two early season losses, they've absolutely hit their stride at the right time. And they're looking to make some noise down in the Louisville Invitational Tournament right now. And that'll look very good for them on the statewide scale. I, I believe they're number two in the state rankings right now. They received one first place vote in the KHSA rankings, but yeah, I mean, this Cooper team is right where they need to be, uh, right where they expected to be after winning the ninth region last year, and they're looking to repeat. Mm-hmm. And that's an assumption team that is currently sixteen and five, uh, three and two in their in their seventh region. Uh, you know, a team that has beaten eight five nine teams. They've uh, played Holmes Highlands. They won sixty three forty seven that one. They beat Dixie sixty five fifty six. They they beat Simon Kenton fifty seven to forty. So uh, again, that's a, a big win for Cooper. And as you said, just really setting themselves up to go back to back potentially. Uh, moving on, the Holy Cross Indians, they are the winner of the ninth region all A tournament. They beat Leslie County 71 38 today. They'll play Owen County Friday at 8 30 a.m. That's that's an early one. Those are it. It's I, I can't, I don't know the last time. For me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that, that uh, Adam. I don't. I, I expect you to get up and watch that. But uh, no. So the the, the Indians they've they've lost to Dixie Heights uh, way early in the season, sixty one fifty four. But they beat Notre Dame thirty seven twenty nine. It was the was it? Did I read the stat correctly? That it was like the first time in eight years or something like that. Uh, that Holy Cross beat Notre Dame. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So that's a big win for them. I believe it was a second half half push. And I saw on their schedule, they're playing Walton Verona at the Hoosier gym in Indiana on February 4th. Uh, obviously the famous movie Hoosiers. Uh, they're going up there to play that. That's, that's just sick. That's going to be a really cool experience. Really so cool. Uh, Holy Cross and the Bearcats playing in that one. Uh, Holy Cross has Julia Hunt who averages 12.9 points and 9.4 rebounds per game. And Najai Lewis, who averages 10.2 points and seven point rebounds per game. So they're looking pretty good. Uh, and the winner of Holy Cross and Owen County will play the winner of Danville and Pikeville. So that's uh, going to be a fun run to pay attention to. Obviously, best of luck to the Indians. We hope they bring it home. Uh, 859 loves its uh, all A state titles. And we'll talk about another all A participant uh, here in a little bit. Um, speaking, uh, we were talked about Ryle for a second, obviously Ryle, uh, another team in the region, uh, that's just always going to be contending. They're 16 and six, five and one in the region, uh, ninth region. I should say they beat Connor 65, 48 last week. Uh, so uh, just a clinical performance there from the Raiders in that district matchup. They beat Dixie Heights, 61, 51 Highlands, 65, 59. So, Again, it's just a couple of other teams, Dixie and Highlands, who are pretty competitive. They show they can hang with uh, a lot of the good teams, but they got three players that are averaging over 10 points per game. It's Abby Holtman, as you said, the UC commit 15.9 per game, Quinn Eubank, 14 points, and Sarah Baker, 10.5. And then Austin Johnson averages nine points per game as well. So that's even though it's not double digits, it's a significant amount of points uh, just to add. And then Eubank also tacks on 8.6 rebounds per game. Adam, I mean, obviously it's it's Ryle. Ryle girls basketball always is in the conversation, but 
as you said, I think, or as you said earlier, Abby Holtman is, I mean, a baller. So, I mean, she's got a definitely, she definitely has the ability to carry Ryle uh, in a, to a ninth region run. But uh, where do you think the Raiders maybe? Um, ha- I mean, obviously, I, I think you have to assume that they're going to play Cooper. If not, I mean, obviously once probably in the district tournament and then probably in the uh, regional tournament. So that's two more games against, you know, a district matchup. How do you, what do you think is going to happen with that? I I mean, what do you think, I guess, is the path for Ryle to potentially upset Cooper? Uh, Yeah, I mean, Ryle's pretty similar to Cooper this year, honestly. Uh, A lot of experience that has returned and all the girls that you mentioned, I mean, They've got a very, very experienced team, and they've won the region before two years ago. Abby Holtman was a big, big part of that team, as well as Quinn Eubank. And they only have one loss in the region this year, and that was away at Cooper, who is the number one team in the region. So that's not a bad loss in any way. They have a big game coming up uh, next week uh, versus Holy Cross at home. That, that should be really telling. And then they end the regular season with Notre Dame at home. So those are two good ones to finish out the season. and. Last year, uh, what happened was Ryle won the 33rd district tournament and then Cooper beat them in the regional championship. So we'll see if something like that happens again this year or maybe one team can sweep it. But I I think it could really go either way at this point. I think Cooper's looked better at this point in the season, but with all the talent and experience that Ryle brings back, you cannot count them out, especially if they get to play Cooper twice Assuming you can get past Connor, who is nothing to sneeze at there. I mean, Connor's a very, very good team. And Ryle's going to have to play them in the first round of the district, which is not a, not a great matchup. But they should get past that one. And then Ryle Cooper, I mean, it, it's going to be very exciting. But I I'm, I think I'm going to have to go with the Jags to repeat in the ninth region this year, if I had to say right now. Yeah, I agree, and uh, it, it stinks that the that district is gonna have it has three really solid teams, and one of them is gonna have to miss out on regionals. That's just the that's the epitome of brutality, as John Rothstein would say. But <laughs> obviously, that's gonna be a really fun game. Just to, uh, I, I think as of right now, it would be Co- or Connor versus Ryle. Um, but as you said, Ryle's always gonna be in that conversation, and they have the they have the leadership to be able to win and go all the way. So. But uh, it's, moving on, Dixie Heights also sixteen and six. They are seven and two in the region. Uh, pretty, you know, they they have some big wins. They beat Notre Dame earlier in January, fifty five forty four. They beat Holy Cross way back in the season, sixty one fifty four, and they beat Highlands back in November. So way back. Sorry, I had to burp. Seventy two forty six. However, they they. When they played Ryle and Cooper, they lost by 10 to Ryle on January 6th. They lost to Cooper again back in November, 64-33. So Dixie Heights, you know, I mean, they're going to be in the conversation. They're they're always going to make things. I think they can hang with a lot of good teams. Again, you, you don't win 16 games uh, by the middle of January and not be a good team. And they lost to Assumption, who's we talked about, um, by nine. So again, I mean, they've, they've played really good teams. Um, but nonetheless, Dixie Heights obviously looking to, you know, maybe play spoiler once regional time comes around. Uh, and I would say they are the favorite to win their district. So uh, I'm sure we're going to see them at BBNT. But we talked about Connor a lot so far. 
They just beat Highlands in overtime, 64 to 62. Uh, that was last night, and it was just a much-needed statement win. Uh, they are led by Anna Hamilton, who <laughs> that's Landon's sister, correct? Yes. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they both eclipsed a thousand points. It's just uh, I don't know, maybe that they can. I mean, they got to start a basketball clinic or something. Market you can market that <laughs> big time. But uh, Anna Hamilton averages sixteen point two points per game. Juliet Strange has eleven point three. And then Kelsey Simpson, you know, does it all 9.1 points per game, 7.6 rebounds per game. I mean, they have big games coming up against Notre Dame on February 4th and Dixie on February 7th. Uh, I mean, for Connor, I think it's for them again, it's they're going to, they're going to likely face Ryle. And at that point, I mean, they lost, they lost 65, 48 to Ryle already, but it's a district it's a district opponent it's always tough it's it's always i mean we again with cooper and the ryle situation it's always tough to beat a team three times let alone i mean it's tough to beat them twice so i'm going to be really interested to see how that game is going to shake out but uh, again connor has some big games they also play bishop rosser to end the season on february 15th so it's going to be pretty interesting to see how they shape up against some other tough opponents um Notre Dame, uh, a traditional power in the ninth region. They have a tough stretch to end the season. Again, I was looking at their schedule. February 3rd, they play at Cooper. The next day, they play at home against Connor. And then 10 days later, February 14th, they go to George Rogers Clark, who's one of the best teams in the 10th region. And then February 16th, two days later, they play at Ryle. So Notre Dame is obviously... I mean, I think they have a good shot. They could. I, I'm really interested to see how that game against Connor goes, and, and Ryle as well. But I mean, they're potentially staring at uh, any given night. They're staring maybe at an 0 and 4 stretch in that season, and that's not a stretch you want to go uh, heading into regional play, Adam. Uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, shoot, that's that's difficult. So, I mean, they they do have a couple of games sprinkled in there to where they they probably are going to be favored uh they play saint henry lafayette isn't very good uh this year but i mean adam you 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 gotta you gotta steal i mean you gotta get one out of that stretch of four games i talked about cooper connor grc and ryle you gotta get at least one and in a perfect world you're or in a realistic perfect world you're probably looking at at most two wins yeah yeah that's a tough stretch tough stretch to finish the season for the pandas uh they're they obviously lost some uh, pretty big pieces from last year and but they still have, have played a very very tough schedule one of the toughest in northern kentucky so that's why i think their record is a little worse than they'd like it to be but this pandas team can definitely make some noise come tournament time so be on the lookout for them and then one of the last teams in the uh, ninth region that's really uh, just, I mean, consistently competitive, the Highlands Bluebirds. They're 15 and seven, five and four in the region. So they've had a lot of experience so far. Uh, again, playing some, uh, some of the teams that they're obviously going to face come tournament time. Uh, they just, again, we referenced this earlier. They just lost Connor by two in overtime. They lost by six to Ryle. They, I mean, they, They've, they've hung close with some uh, tough teams. They've uh, beaten some good teams like Walton Verona by 11, uh, NCC 64-37. But uh, they, it, I think, obviously, the big test is going to come January 31st when they have a home game against Cooper. It, it, that's, that, I mean, that's a week from tonight. We're recording on Wednesday, January 25th. So uh, if Highlands can do something there, then they can definitely start to 
prove themselves in terms of just vaulting to the uh to the top of maybe the some of the discussions of who can win the ninth region but just in terms of the ninth region in general uh 13 of the 19 teams are above 500 just goes to show how good teams are uh just uh, you know up and down the board i mean you got schools like Bellevue, Ludlow, Lloyd, Beachwood, all of, uh, I mean, St. Henry, NCC, all those are quote unquote small schools. Yet here they are with winning records or are at least 500. But, uh, you know, we mentioned, I mentioned earlier uh, a couple other teams just to point out in the eighth region, Grant County, who was 13 and 8, 4 1 in the region, Simon Kenton, 18 and 9, 2 and 1 in the region, uh, two really solid teams. Uh, the, you know, in that region, obviously one of the favorites is Anderson County and Spencer County. So, uh, it'll be tough for those two, but nonetheless, the Braves pioneers, uh, pretty solid teams. And then in the 10th region, Bishop Brossert, who won the all a tournament for again, that region, uh, they're 16 and five, seven and three in regional play. Uh, they play Jackson County as uh, they just tipped off. It's eight Oh eight right now. They tipped off at eight, assuming everything's on time. They will face the winner or the winner of that will face the winner of Bethlehem and Crittenden County on Friday at 1 p.m. So a little bit better than the uh, 8.30 a.m. or slash 6.30 mountain time tip off. But uh, (laughs) nonetheless, the Mustangs, uh, hopefully they can uh, get it done. They if I mean, they're going to be they're going to be a fun team to watch come regional tournament time. Uh, They've got the third best RPI in their respective region only behind GRC and Montgomery County. Uh, and I will say they did Campbell County is eight and 13, but they are five and two in the region. Uh, obviously the camels uh, or the camels did beat Bishop Brosser, uh, 39, 37 earlier in the year. So it'll be again, uh, the 10th region, similar to the ninth region has a lot of good teams. Just to wrap up the episode, uh, obviously big news on the guy side coming up here. Uh, St. Henry boys basketball head coach Dave Faust is on the brink of setting the ninth region record for the most wins by a head coach. Uh, Adam, we know Faust personally. Obviously, you going to St. Henry four years and you be well, you were involved with St. Henry even before you were officially a student. I transferred in and spent three years at St. Henry. Uh, both of us have taken classes with him. Um, it, it, obviously, Coach Faust is, I mean, he's the man. He, he's such a fun guy. And I mean, it just Adam, obviously, we just, I mean, Coach Faust, I mean, what do you got to say about him? I, I don't even know what kind of question to ask because there's so many things you could talk about him. I mean, how funny he is, how smart he is, how good of a coach he is, and how good of a leader he is. But just talk about Coach Faust. And, I mean, he's impacted a lot of people across the region and the state. And, obviously, he he is St. Henry basketball. Yeah, I mean, Coach Faust is one of the nicest and most stand-up guys in the Northern Kentucky area, and he's about to be the winningest coach in ninth region history, and it's very deserved. Uh, He's at 459 wins as we record tonight, and as you mentioned, they have two games coming up where it looks like St. Henry should get two wins on Thursday and Friday, and he could uh, pass Ken Shields, the – Great Highlands, great and uh, former Northern Kentucky head coach uh, for all time wins in the ninth region. And I mean, James Weber just wrote an absolutely incredible article on it on the Enquirer. I, I highly recommend checking it out. He just talked about Faust's entire career from high school to college at what was then known as Villa Madonna College, 
uh, was the Villa Madonna College, correct? Yes, or yeah, I think so. So Villa Madonna. <laughs> yeah, which is now Thomas More, obviously, and him going there, and then the start of his coaching career, starting at Newcastle. Uh, then moving to St. Henry, obviously, and he's just hit the floor running from there. I mean, he's been there for 31 years, I want to say, and he's made an absolutely incredible impact on the entire community. Everybody knows him. I mean, I I remember when we started playing in the seventh grade uh, Catholic school basketball league at at St. Henry, because for the St. Henry and Pubcath Peter schools, there's a Catholic basketball Catholic school basketball league. And in seventh grade, you played St. Henry in eighth grade, you play at Cuffcath. And I, I remember in seventh grade, he was at the majority of those games, just taking him in on an early Saturday morning from eight to 8am 8 to noon, just watching seventh grade basketball. And I mean, that's the type of guy he is uh, always just trying to get to know the people, always making a positive impact on your life. Uh, I mean, some of the interviews in James Weber's article are, are great. He interviewed Coach Rusats from Covcath, uh, who had some great things to say about him. And obviously, Coach Audi from Connor, <laughs> who we uh, interviewed uh, about a year ago. Uh, former St. Henry great on their uh, still the only uh, lone ninth region title team for Coach Faust and for St. Henry. And it, it, it was Really a great interview. He also had interviewed a couple more people on that team. Shout out to Mark Hugel and Joe Spare uh, and uh, Schmidt. But, yeah, I mean, you can't say enough good things about Coach Faust. He's he's a man of very few words at times, and, but usually it's very, very – it's always very, very important what he has to say. And his one-liners are probably the my favorite part about him personally. Mm-hmm. For but, sure, feeling feeling like a million bucks. Yeah, I feel like a million bucks every uh, every time, without question. If you saw him in the hallways, it could be you know early as possible, six thirty a.m. in St. Henry, uh, in, you know, in that in the yellow light of that of the morning glow of St. Henry's <laughs> hallways, um, he he's, he always felt like a million bucks. And as you said, just the impact is felt by everybody. And when you've got as many people willing to, you know, talk about you in such a positive light. And just, again, you mentioned Scott Rusatz in this Enquirer article, and it talks about how Faust was, you know, when Rusatz moved in from New Jersey, Faust was one of the first people he knew. And that just goes to show that at the end of the day, yes, as, you know, as students, St. Henry, Covcath, it's a big rivalry. There's obviously the rivalry aspect to everything, but at the end of the day, it's it's all about the love of the game. It's all about the love of the community. And that's, I mean, shoot, the reason why we have this podcast, we have this website is because we love what Northern Kentucky sports stands for, what it is all about. And Dave Faust epitomizes that, I think. And he, I, 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 I'm excited to watch him. Uh, I, I mean, I'm excited to watch him hopefully or watch him break the record. Hopefully he gets it done. Obviously happening on a Friday night, is or potentially being able to happen on a Friday night is perfect. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a huge moment for those players as well. Um, and then uh, you know, this it's it's going to be really fun. It's going to be a really really special night in Erlanger, and it, I'm sure Holbrook Hall is going to be absolutely packed. And at at some point, it's going to be crazy to think about what Coach Faust has done for St. Henry, but. 
man, for, for all the, all the memories that he is able to bring to that program and all the people that he's been able to develop. And I mean, that anecdote about watching all those games at St. Henry, it just, again, as you said, it's like the players, like, I mean, for me and you, for, I feel like Adam gets was the, just the quintessential St. Henry, you know, it just is, I, I don't know how to describe it, but gets and Faust were, you could just tell how much of a good relationship they had. And that just really proves just how much he was able to connect with his players and be able to guide them to wherever they needed to be go. And he's had so many great accomplishments and none of them will stack up to what could potentially happen on Friday night. But yeah, that's a, a, a nice update on the a five, nine girls basketball scene here. Uh, Adam, anything to say before we wrap up? I know you're in Colorado, so it might be a little bit until we uh, release another episode, but anything to say before you uh, hit the slopes? Uh, yeah, we're getting uh, into the really exciting time of the year, as as we've been mentioning. Uh, district's coming up in just over a month. Uh, we're getting into the very exciting time of the season and can't wait to get it going. And all A-State tournaments are going on right now. That's very exciting to watch, yeah. Should be a fun time. A lot of fun games this week. Definitely, definitely. Well, for Adam Conradi, I'm Noah Ziegler. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.